You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. Andy Wizard of Whiskey himself, Mr. Shanglock. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Look, for all you listen today, I'm not an idiot. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk, presented by BetUS. Here with your break from all the High Resource 5 propaganda to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. Life is back on sports bettors, and BetUS has your NCAA, NBA, NHL, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year in live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BET-US. BET-US for 125% bonuses with our promo code TTTT125. Customer service pros are ready to get your phone, social, and online sports betting kickoff started now. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry, BET-US. You bet, you win, you get paid. BETUS.com. I don't want to, I don't want to wear you guys out with Sponsors, but we've got an, another sponsor coming on board at the start of 2022 that will be a a very fun and eventful um, ad read. So be on the lookout for that. Joining me now, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend Jason Bailey. Greetings and salutations, fellas. It's a man. It's a great day to be a Golden Eagle. What was that noise? Was it me? You're talking about like, you know, like a Michael Jackson? Well, well, because yeah, it was. It was my MJ <laughs> moonwalking up in this bitch. But uh, no, I can also hear my five year old uh, out in there, out out in the house, and I don't know what they're doing. They know I'm in here, but I don't think they care anymore. They're like you know what? It's been like four years, and we're just not keeping it down. So hopefully, anybody hears nobody, that going on? Hopefully, uh, nobody's but, doing but, a Michael Jackson impression in there with but, the five year old. Yeah. But, but, <laughs> Uh, but nah, man. So we got that. I got the normal squeaky chair. Um, I'm about three deep into this, uh, PBR 12 pack right now. So I only have one more day to work this week and I'm done until the, until next year. So pretty fired up about that, man. Like I said, man, signing day is upon us. and It's a fantastic day to be a golden eagle. And the wizard of whiskey himself, Shane Lott. Yeah. I mean, uh, Michael Jackson's not here, um, and my daughter's asleep, so we don't have to worry about her running around. But uh, Bump, I don't think you have to worry about that. I, I don't hear anything. There's times where I think that you guys hear the crazy stuff going on in the background of my house, and uh, nobody hears it. Um, I had I, I, I try to um, what do you how do you say try to pace myself on what I partake in during the week and uh i had but i had a, I had a sip of the appalachian sipping cream and, uh, it's pretty pretty good stuff Hadn't had what that is before. what is this appalachian sipping cream it's i it's kind of like a um it kind of similar to an eggnog a little bit but okay not but it's like i think you could put it i mean if you have severe issues you could put it in your coffee um, it's that type of thing. I think you can add it. Severe issues. <laughs> but, <laughs> but Catherine every weekend puts Buffalo Trace bourbon cream in her coffee. <laughs> so maybe that's a sign of severe issues. Maybe that's fine. Yeah. 
So it's it's to sip on apparently. It's not to not to guzzle. Yeah, that's I, I mean I can't believe we have some sort of liquor whiskey thing going on there that Shane does not know anything about. Yeah, I've never and I I live just uh just a stone's throw away from the Appalachian Mountains. So uh I've never heard of it. Well, you will have to uh, give it a shot and put it on your Instagram. Hey, you know yeah. what else they got around Hattiesburg uh, these days? Uh, you mentioned eggnog. You know, the keg and barrel came out with a kegnog. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. Is that a Sean creation? Sure is. Man, I'm, I'd be all over it. That mm-hmm. we can make make a drink. Yeah, you can. Okay, I'm gonna send you a. I'm gonna send you guys a. Um, we got some little jars. So I got like a banana, a jar of banana, a jar of chocolate or something, and then a jar of the butter pecan. I'm going to send that to you guys in our group text so you can you can look this up. Um, but it's 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 delicious. It's good stuff. Wait, you're We're not all fired up when you said on the air uh, because they're not a sponsor. Ah, uh, they're not yet. We'll see. <laughs> well, um, we've been talking about them for five minutes, so they may be sooner rather they than may later. Be. Yeah, when we play App State, bring it on. We'll bring the gold rush. Oh. <laughs> um, by the way, you just mentioned uh, App State. They act like raging Cajun fans being called anything but Louisiana uh, when they get called Appalachian State. They hate Appalachian. it. Appalachian. That's good to know. So just wanted to put that out there. They they their pronunciation is Appalachian. And uh, yeah, if, if you call them okay. Appalachian. That, that really gets their little mountaineer blood boiling. It's, That's a good idea. Cute. Yeah. Apple, the fighting sipping cream. Yeah. <laughs> Give it to them. <laughs> so before we get into signing day, because this is December signing day, which has actually evolved into the signing day. Um, let's, t- let's touch on some news real quick. Former Southern Miss quarterback Austin Davis, currently the quarterback coach for the Seattle Seahawks, is expected to be named the new offensive coordinator for the Auburn Tigers. So congratulations to Austin. It is is uh you know definitely excited for him and the opportunity. If only it were at Oklahoma State. Yeah. Right. Set him up to be a, a Hall's replacement potentially because um like some of these pipelines it looks like we're starting to establish uh for a while. I mean a couple of decades, uh whatever success we had in football came through Oklahoma State's OC position. Are you guys at all surprised by that hire? I mean, not necessarily because of because of Austin. I, mean, I think I think the world of Austin, and we know how smart he is, and we know how engaging he is, and but at the same time, you know, jumping into a SEC offensive coordinator position with, I mean, to my knowledge, he's never done it before. No, right? no, he's he's the uh, quarterbacks coach at the Seahawks, so he's not sure. even you know the offensive coordinator on that level. Uh, that said, though, the the new head coach at Auburn is an offensive guy. I think he is expected to retain play calling responsibilities, and uh, maybe uh, Austin is very highly regarded with his uh, QB whispering skills, and that could be a reason. I mean, if Austin would have, if Austin, Austin kind of, you know, worked his way up um, there at Seattle, and I think there were big expectations for him to, to, you know, to have a future. But you know, when he he was in the mix last year for the the head coaching position, but it was kind of tough for him to get any traction given just being a quarterback coach. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it would be if he wants to be a head coach at the collegiate level, he can always go back to the NFL. 
he's, he's going to need some experience and I think it's a great opportunity for him. I mean, coming to working under Pete Carroll that long and not only that working under Larry Fedora, you know, learning under Larry Fedora. Um, I, I think it's a great opportunity for him and Auburn's dropped the ball a lot the past few years. So, I mean, if nothing else, it's just going to be a, if, if, if all goes bad, it's just going to tread water. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, um, but congrats. And I, Hey, here's a, an, an added, an added little tidbit to that. So, you know, last year we were scheduled to play Auburn. Well, that game, because it got canceled because of COVID, it has been rescheduled for 2026. No word if he's still going to be the offensive coordinator at Auburn at that point, but we are scheduled to play Auburn in 2026. So just a little interesting tidbit there about that, uh, about that game. Former Golden Eagle cornerback Cornell Armstrong recently signed with the Atlanta Falcons. So congratulations to Cornell. Edo Smith was signed to the Dallas Cowboys practice squad. So congratulations to Edo. And uh, with the COVID outbreak in the NFL this past week, uh, the Browns are down a quarterback. And so Nick Mullins has been promoted to backup quarterback in uh, Cleveland. Uh, he's on the active roster this week for the Browns backing up, I believe, Case Keenum. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so very, very interesting. Yeah. You know, Keenum well, has really made a career. I mean, we all saw him play in college and we you know, just loved watching him get thrown around in 2011. But uh, that guy, I mean, that guy has really um, – I mean, you think about it. I mean, AD had a pretty nice NFL run, right? Yeah, um, and yeah. now he's been coaching for I mean, three or four years, at least. Yeah, at Somewhere least in that neighborhood. Yeah, I mean, Keenum's right. still doing it, you know. So, I mean, you know, I hope that he pulls a hammy and goes out pretty quick so BDN <laughs> can get it in there. But uh, yeah, gotta give it up to Case. Turf toe. We'll call for turf toe. Mm-hmm. I've pulled a hammy before. It really sucks. I don't want to wish that on him. I've never <laughs> had turf toe either, but. It seems to only bother you when you're running in a football game. So we'll we'll wish that on him. So today is National Signing Day, the the early quote early signing day. So Southern Miss signed, I believe, 21 players today. Um, due to so normally in the past you would have 25 sign you could have up to 25 signees in a season. Um, but now with the transfer world, they expanded it. So if you lose a certain amount of transfers, you can get, you can sign up to 32 players. So we counted some scholarships forward. We signed 21 today. I believe we have six more spots left that we can fill from here. But today's signing day, let's, let's go through the list of some of the signees. If you haven't watched it yet, uh, and you have ESPN plus, the Southern Miss signing day show was broadcast on ESPN plus and you can go back and watch the replay. Uh, I highly recommend it. It was ESPN three, not ESPN plus. So you don't even have to have plus if you've got ESPN, you should be able to go watch it. Ah, see, I pulled up ESPN plus and that's where I went to watch it. Yeah. Uh, well I went to do the same thing, but it popped up on the regular ESPN screen for me. And I was like, well, what is this? And then I had to, oh man, the ESPN app drives me crazy because I feel like every other time I go to watch a sporting event, it makes me re like sign in through my provider or whatever. I don't understand yeah, why that, it just doesn't remember. It's sure. 2021 for the love of God. Just <laughs> remember you're in my house. Like uh, you've never moved. You're a fire TV. Since you, since you were plugged in and given electricity, you've been in the same damn spot. <laughs> why do I have to continually sign into this app? Anyway, I'm going to get off that soapbox. 
Uh, I watched it on ESPN three. It was a really cool production. I, I watched probably 10, 15 minutes. I mean, how long did it last? I, I watched probably 10, 12 minutes of it, somewhere in there. It lasted about uh, an hour or so. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, so, so I did not see uh, – I, I, I just saw a chunk of it. and You didn't see them talk about each signee. I saw them talk about a few signees, yeah. right. Um, and let me tell you, just from what I saw, number one, it was really good production value, I thought. Yeah. It, it was really well done. Um, and, and, and I don't know how in the world <laughs> coach hall does what he does. He has zero notes in front of him. He knows everybody's <laughs> coach's name, parents name, what they had for dinner that night. Uh, you know, if, if what their, what, what their, what their family members have done throughout the history of living in that town. Yeah. What so. their, what their lineage <laughs> is good at, what they're known for. <laughs> If you're He's the best from Kosciuszko. You can throw a frisbee <laughs> like a madman. <laughs> That's amazing. And, he, and, and he's right. Yeah. Well, and, let's go to Kosciuszko and find a Smith. I bet they throw frisbees. I, the, I do not believe the man is lying to us. And he, I love how he calls out like every coach that <laughs> the kid has ever played for and every yeah. coach that that coach played for. And like that's how he builds these relationships. It's really yeah. incredible to watch. Jamie, you gotta well, give me a. I, I need you to give me a an impression. Man, I gotta get it. I gotta. I'm still working on it, man. It's 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 got a little bit of Kirk, and it's got a it's got a. <laughs> he does like the okay. Like he'll say something, then he'll go okay. If you okay. listen, okay, and he says, you know, what I'm saying a lot. So we'll um, get a, we'll get a fake Will Hall at some point. Right. I think he says the right. man. Yeah, the man grew right. up around Mississippi high school football and his dad's a Mississippi high school football coaching legend. And then, you know, he goes on to play uh, football and then uh, is stays in that kind of southern football realm, Alabama, Georgia, uh, Louisiana. Uh, the, I mean, he really he, he's he's my age, roughly. And that's all he's known his whole life is football in this southeast region. He knows everybody. It's wild. Yeah, it really is. Hey, but we'll hey, we'll take it. Hopefully it works in our favor. Yeah. Um, but it was a really but like I said, a really fun show. I, I wish I would have gone. I I didn't realize that they were allowing people in there to watch. I didn't so either. I had no well, idea. I couldn't have gone. I had to work, but I I would have loved to have gone. Mm-hmm. I think you had to be seventy or older to get in. <laughs> That sounds like the Eagle Club function I'm going to tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I saw some people uh, pointing out on that on Twitter that it looked like uh, the fans that were there were uh, were s- some of our more senior fans. But it's also started at 11:30 on a on a Wednesday. They're retired. Everybody else has jobs. That's right? true. That is true. <laughs> you can't just disappear for two hours on a Wednesday to go watch what signees we had. You sit at your desk and watch it on your phone like a grown man. <laughs> That's what I did. Well, let's take a look at the this signing class. We started off with the two twins from Adams County Christian in Natchez, Mississippi. Cameron Barnes, uh, 6'5", 300 pounds. He is the twin of his brother, Kyron, who we're going to talk to in a second. Uh, I quote from, from Will Hall. He uh, thinks he can be a really good guard in the future. He's a masher or road grader. There's that term road grader again. And then you've got his brother, Kyron, uh, 6'5", 300 pounds. 
Now, they're both listed at 6'5", 300 pounds. I know that's probably from the sports information director at uh, Adams County Christian. But Will Hall said that uh, Kyron is a little bit taller, a little bit slimmer, and he's going to be a tackle. So these are the two brothers. Uh, Hall also said that they they really came, that they, you know people were really hard in on them. And pretty much every player that he was talking about, he was talking about how Coach Ankar was excited to get him in the, in the weight mm-hmm. room. So uh, you got these two big brothers, two big offensive linemen, a position that we we definitely need, and we need some depth in quick. So uh, and and they committed to us back in the summer and, and held strong all all fall. Yeah, two <laughs> giant guys. That's if uh, if you saw the video uh, that put was put out today, then I'm telling you something you already knew. But if you didn't get to watch it, uh, the, the first brother, um, the the brother that's a guard. Which one is that, Jamie? That is Cameron. Cameron, uh, in, in the first part of his clip, he blocks like four people on one play running down the field and just mauls them, just like <laughs> throws them out of the way like they're children. Uh, the second guy like s- tries to stiff arm him to not get blocked. Good luck. The guy's three times your size, loses his helmet, blocks two more people down the field, uh, without a helmet and just, just absolutely thrashing people. Um, I played. Uh, academy ball at that level. Uh, I actually played at Adams County, Chris, Adams County Christian School a couple of times. Nobody was as large as these two guys on that football field on either side. And if a giant human being that was 6'5", 300 pounds was running down the field at me playing academy ball, I'd need new pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. Then we've got uh, DJ Burgess. He's a, a 6'3", 250-pound Defensive lineman from, is it, they call it Lafayette, I think, don't they? They say Lafayette up so. there yeah. in, in Oxford, Mississippi. His his father was Derek Burgess, who played at Ole Miss, played for the Philadelphia Eagles. I believe was a pro bowler, played for the Raiders. So he's got the lineage there. He was the 5A player of the year in Mississippi, and he's still – he's only 16. He's about to turn 17. Yeah. Um, so – yeah, another good get. And, you know, like Hall said, we've got one of his teammates from Lafayette and then – uh, Brandon Tolles from last year was from Lafayette, so they're, they're building a little bit of a pipeline there. 6'5", 250, and his 16 just turned 17? Or he's about to turn 17. Yeah, well, no, I, well, I think he just turned 17. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, like, I mean, like, just turned 17 very recently. Um, so, and uh, I don't know, uh, he may be one of the January guys. There were a lot of January guys, but even if he's not, when he gets on campus, that guy's six five or six three two fifty, and he's not even eighteen years old yet. That's a big, big dude. Uh, when he gets into a college weight and nutrition program, he can be a monster. Absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> he's been one that you've you've kind of seen from the get go. He's been excited about coming here, so definitely super excited to have him in the mix here at Southern Miss. The next player is Michael Carraway Jr., a defensive back, 6'3", 185 pounds, uh, played his high school ball at Jeff Davis High School, which is the the uh, evolution of Bassfield and Prentice. Then he played Juco ball at Pearl River Community College. Uh, you know, Hall says he brings a lot of length to the secondary. They're going to play him at cornerback. He's got three years of eligibility as well. But, you know, you have a cornerback that's 6'3", that's, yeah. that's, that's a lot of length. That's huge, man. I mean, because – yeah, think about your receivers that teams use to, to, you know, I mean, 
post up basically on five, 10, five, 11 cornerbacks where you just throw it up to them in the end zone and they jump up and get the ball. Uh, well, now you've got a DB that's six, three and fast with good ball skills. Uh, that kind of takes that weapon away from, from the opponent. Played for coach Lance Mancuso. How's that? <laughs> I, I gave it a shot. If you're a Mancuso in Jeff Davis County, you can coach football. <laughs> Your whole family's coach for now. Uh, I mean, I, my buddy Kelly Eubanks uh, used to coach uh, for Mancuso. He was defensive coordinator over there for a few years. So I went to some some Bassfield games. It was Bassfield still then, and, and just kind of developed an affinity for that program. Plus, the guys that we signed from there absolute animals on the football field and extremely good guys off of it, it seems. Uh, so uh, I'm always a proponent for guys from that area, but uh, I just, I like that program. Lance Mancuso is a really good coach and he just kind of dominates uh, mm-hmm. his competition. He does, he may not win it every year, but if he doesn't win it once every other year, or once every three years, uh, take my money. I'm wrong. Is he like, is he like the Belichick of, Two Mississippi two and three. Well, they're three yeah. A now. Three A. So two okay. and three A football. Yes, yes, that's exactly <laughs> what he is. Except for he doesn't need Tom Brady. He just he takes kids that cycle through his program because of time. This construct we've created, uh, and people age and move on through high school, and they can no longer play for him. So he has to continually do it with new kids. Uh, he's an amazing coach. They they just always win there. It's incredible, and they produced. Fantastic football players. Sign them all here. We'll take them all. Uh, I still all the, can't believe we didn't offer that that kid that uh, committed to Nebraska. Um, Hartzog. Yeah. But I, this yeah. is this is about who we did sign, uh, which I'm very thrilled with. So uh, we'll. <clears throat> yeah. Um, you know, I guess I guess they grow they grow up all those uh, players on Ward's breakfast up there in Bassfield, and it'll do it to you, man. Ward's makes a mean breakfast. Next player is Kenyon Clay, six one, two hundred fifteen pound running back from Union High School in Union, Mississippi. Will Hall said he played some quarterback in high school, so he's got superback potential. Superback, superback potential. Yeah, they. I think Cox asked Will Hall about the superbacks, and he said, "Oh, we gotta, we gotta get some more. We gotta sign. We gotta sell some shirts." So hey, <laughs> get your superback shirt. Buy some shirts. Great Christmas gift. It's not too late. Great. Yeah, we're 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 churning through them, man. We are we are selling some superback shirts. There are some people that love those shirts. So um, yeah, get your get your shirts. Hall also said that Clay, kind of a bigger guy, I mean, 6'1", 215 pounds, has the ability, I mean, obviously, senior in high school, he's going to grow a little bit. He's enrolling early, so he's going to be here in January, but said that he reminded him a lot of Derek Nix. So I will take another Derek Nix any day of the week, especially one that can play superback. Yeah. Baby bull at superback. <clears throat> Just keep him off that Ole Miss sideline, and I'm great. <laughs> Man, you got, I mean, the dude has been there through like eight head coaches now. Uh, he's doing something right. It did just, well, I'll tell you what, me to see him in that th- baby blue. Th- th- that's how much I think I love him is that I have to see him wearing that uniform, that color. And I still love him, <laughs> you know, so you got to. that says something, right? The, the dude almost died for Southern Miss football. 
Yeah, definitely. Well, the uh, the next player is Jalil Clemens. He is a 6'3", 240-pound jack. Jack position, which Hall clarified on the broadcast. Uh, it's a jack-of-all-trades, half defensive end, half linebacker. So Jalil Clemens, jack, uh, played at Starville High School, then at Memphis. So Hall recruited him to Memphis when he mm-hmm. was at Memphis. Has great pass rushing ability and is going to be here in January. So He's uh, a one-for-one guy. Is he a one-for-one? Well, let me see. Uh, I'm honestly not sh- I mean, because it's got him 2021, he's listed as a junior. But he played 2022, so I would think that everybody got a COVID year, so I would. Yeah, so maybe he has two years left. Maybe. I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not 100% It's going to be hard that. to figure this COVID year out for at least another three years. Yeah. Absolutely. And we may have some more in the future. <laughs> it keeps getting wacky. <laughs> yeah. Um, next player, Davis Dalton, 6'3", 200-pound wide receiver from Madison, Mississippi, played at Madison Ridgeland Academy. Uh, Hall said the interesting thing about him, he was probably the best high school punter in the state as well. So that's an interesting wrinkle that you may be able to throw in the, on their own special teams. But uh, really good size, uh, incredible ability to high point the ball. And I called him a true deep threat as well. I mean, you watch his highlights. I think he was like the MAIS player of the year, if I'm not I mistaken. Think so. Yeah. He doesn't have that in his bio here, but I believe that was the case. He had a tremendous year at, at MRA. I really kind of, you know, so I don't know how much attention he got, but it seemed like he was getting more and more attention as the season went along. Yeah, it, uh, like you just said, uh, I mean, you you already went over all my talking points on him. Big kid, high points the ball, has good speed. Um, yeah, it should be should be fun to watch. The next player is a transfer from Mississippi State, Janari Dean. He was a dandy dozen player in high school. I think Hall said his father was a dandy dozen player back in the day. Of but, course he was. His grandfather was a dandy dozen. Granddaughter. <laughs> if your last name is Dean. If your last name is Dean, you're going to be a dandy dozen player. And you're from Batesville, you're going to be in the dandy dozen. <laughs> uh, so in, in high school, he played, you know, both running back and defensive back. When he got to Mississippi State, they played him at defensive back. And I think he really wanted to play running back. So he's coming back to Southern Miss to play running back. Hall said this is another player with. Superback potential. He played quarterback in high school as well. 5'11", 195 pounds. Uh, you know, really, really highly touted out of high school. They had him as what top 20 prospect in Mississippi. Uh, you know, he was a three star, star, four star out of high school. So he's, you know, he, he's he's definitely got some some potential there. And it seems like his his heart's going to be a little more in it playing the the position that he wants to play. Yeah, and I mean, last season showed we need some depth there. We, you know, we've got him and Kenyon Clay coming into that position, and uh, that's uh, the, hopefully it'll pay off down the, the long run because that's especially uh, in the offense where you try to get the, the ball in those guys' hands. Uh, and the luck we had with injuries this year, you can never have too many skilled players. I, w- I would imagine that it's pretty attractive to somebody that wants to play running back. Not only to have somebody tell you that you can do that, but also somebody that watched the last three games that Sutter Miss played this year. And uh, if, I mean, if I'm a running back or an offensive lineman, for that matter, right? Uh, it just looks like something I really want to be a part of. So, Yeah, it does look fun. Mm-hmm. Winning is always fun. 
Very true. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. Uh, oh, was that a was that a thump or a plume? It's a, it's a walk off. <laughs> I am. I am not talking to you from my bathroom. Uh, <laughs> it is definitely a thump, not a plump. So uh, next player, uh, Elias Fuivai. He is a 6'3", 245-pound defensive lineman from Pensacola High School. He played his high school ball at Pensacola Catholic High School. Uh, Hall calls him Ely, so I guess that we're going to start calling him Ely too. Hall says that uh, he was, quote, tenacious, dominated when he was on campus this summer for camp, and a kid that loves the weight room. So – an interesting tidbit about him, and I know we talked about it on the show in the past, but he is a part of the Samoan wrestling lineage. The um, Anoa'i family, which you know has people such as Roman Reigns, the former WWE champion. I can't remember if Roman is his cousin or his uncle or what. They're, they're, I think it's his uncle. I think so too. I think I think so too. And I believe today they shared a picture of his family when he signed. And I believe that Rikishi was there in the background. If you remember Rikishi from the old WWF, WWE days. Uh, so there's a, there's a lot of, I mean, pretty much if they're Samoan and wrestle, they're probably in his family. So he's definitely got uh, the lineage to come in and be a, a ferocious defensive end for the Golden Eagles. From that family picture, his father looks like somebody you don't want to piss off. Uh, just. Mean <laughs> mugging, sleeved out, flat bill cap, he, just intimidating as hell. I, um, and his, uh, his mother, I think, was actually from – is the one that's tied in with the wrestling family. <laughs> so there you so go. That's why he looks so you know, off. He's got to fight off all the wrestlers from the in-laws all the time. And, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I'm sitting here looking at this bio that Southern Miss has put out. It really doesn't have a whole lot on him. Saw action in four games, tallying 14 total. But, you know – He got hurt. Okay, he got, here's how I know that I like this guy. Number one, he he looks like a badass. Number two, Marshall and Kenny loves this guy, right? I mean, he was telling us about this guy uh, a year ago. So if he's kind of got Marshall's stamp of, of approval, then um, you know, sign me up. Yeah, I'm 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 in too. Especially uh, for a guy playing defense. If if Marshall's watching his film and is a fan, then uh, Shane is a fan as well. <laughs> right. Next up, we have another transfer, this one coming to us from Ole Miss by way of Jones Junior College and Louisville High School. Dalen Gill, 5'11", 225-pound linebacker, one of the top linebacker recruits in the country out of Jones Junior College. Um, Hall says he's extremely physical, wasn't really happy at Ole Miss. He's going to be here in January, Special going to bring some to special teams as well, so he's going to be in the mix at linebacker for the Golden Eagles. And he's played a couple of years, maybe three years of college football somehow, and still has four years of eligibility remaining. He's hacked into some kind of secret code to uh, (laughs) where he just has unlimited eligibility. But yeah, I I read somewhere earlier that maybe it's just been two years. So the year that he played most of the games, I would guess, uh, would had to have been the COVID year, so that didn't count. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I thought he played two years. At, maybe he's got four years to play three. I'm not sure how it works out, but he's got a lot of left for a guy that's played at five schools. Hey, we'll t- Adam, I'm not. I, I'm not sure about that, but I'll, we'll take it. That's uh, but in five schools was an exaggeration. Um, uh, but well, I'm looking at junior college, and then in 2020 he was a junior, and in 2021 he was a junior. 
and he's now a graduate student. Oh, maybe I'm confusing him with another guy. <laughs> I guess we'll, we'll find out the next two years. We'll see what happens. Yeah, sure. <laughs> if he's still here in three years, then you were right. Yeah. If the, not, then we won't remember. <laughs> uh, up next, we have a wide receiver from Pearl River Community College. Originally played his high school ball at Taylorsville High School. His quarterback was Ty Keys at Taylorsville. Latrell Jones, 6'2", 195-pound wide receiver. He goes by the name of Frog. So we will know him as Frog Jones from now on. He was Coach Hall says he was the number one junior college recruit at receiver in America. They're going to play him at the H receiver position, which is a position you know for speed, for screens, and go routes. And he will be enrolling in January. And, you know, I don't think – I think the, the offense at Pearl River wasn't the, the best through the air. So I don't know that he necessarily had eye-popping numbers. But if you watch his video, the potential is definitely there. He looks like a very athletic receiver that, that uh, could definitely be in the mix and could help the Golden Eagles out next year. Again, I could be wrong. But I think the, the numbers that they put up for his 2021 season on – the Southern Miss video were actually numbers from the shortened 2020 season, and he actually had some pretty respectable numbers for 2021. Again, um, uh, I could be just completely making this up. I'm not looking up his stats or anything. Uh, I probably should be, but <laughs> something something in the back of my mind tells me that uh, I did some further reading today and. That's that's what came of it. Well, he played at Jones or Pearl River. He played Pearl River. Okay. Pearl River. I mean, I think they had a decent season, but I don't think they they lit it up um, very much, especially through the air. So he kind of went under the radar a little bit. I mean, so he had he had not in 2021. He had 19 receptions for in eight games. So, you know, in 2021. In 2021. <clears throat> I don't know the yardage. They don't have the yardage on the bio here, but. Well, like anybody who's who's got the who's got the word real in their first name. Yeah, keeps it. But he goes by Frog. Yeah, yeah. well, that's because he keeps it real. He keeps it. I real. know there's a bunch of people on Twitter that are really disappointed that uh, the guy that was in the video, and I'm not exactly sure who it was, wearing a catfish farm hat with a mustache and a gold chain on, uh, that he is not the guy that goes by Frog. <laughs> we're we're gonna get to him in a minute. He's nice. uh, he's a few players down, so yeah, we'll we'll definitely pass that along. But uh, yeah, so Frog, welcome to the Golden Eagles. Yeah, welcome, Frog. Um, <laughs> next we've got uh, Cameron Knox, a six foot, one hundred eighty five pound safety from New Albany High School in New Albany, Mississippi. He is, uh, you know, Hall says he's got unbelievable versatility, unbelievable athleticism, and they're going to play him at safety for the Golden Eagles. Then, Sorry, I, I was reading Jones' stats. Who who was that? I'm, I'm going to pay attention now. I believe That's it was Cameron Cam, Knox. Cam Knox. Knox. Yeah, actually. Cameron. Uh, I, Cameron. Uh, I interrupted for, for no reason because this is one of the guys that I don't know much about. Excited to know more. Yeah, uh, you know, I think he's I think he's a track athlete. He's a versatile athlete. Um, can do a lot of different things, according to Hall. So uh, exciting to have him on board. Then we've got a defensive lineman from Jones 
Junior College by way of Prattville High School. Rodarius Lewis, 6'2", 295 pounds. Uh, Hall says he's somebody who's going to be here in January and has a chance to start right away. And defensive line is definitely a place where we're going to need to bring in some fresh bodies. Yeah, we were we were thin at D-line last year. Just didn't have a lot of depth, which would make us thin there. Um, that's the whole meaning of those words. But uh, we we lost, you know, it's one of the few positions where we lost people to graduation was there. And uh, we just needed some more big bodies to fill those gaps. And uh, this this was a, uh, a good start to doing that. <clears throat> Six two two ninety five, you said? Yeah. You know, we're starting to get guys who now, like when we watch Eagle Walk, we're going to be like, wow, right? <laughs> Getting back to some of dude. those guys. Yeah, it is a so, big guy. You know, not that we don't have some there now, but there's a lot that came walking through Eagle Walk where I was like, you know, that guy looks like me. That guy looks <laughs> like me, <laughs> you know? So good to see us. Pickers need love the, too, uh, Bump. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, I was talking about the guys at the end of the line. <laughs> Then we have a punter slash kicker originally from Sandhill, Mississippi, Pisgah High School. Pisgah. Went to Co-Lynn as well. Bryce Lofton, 6'3", 190 pounds. Hall said they wanted to bring in one guy with kickoff and punt ability because, you know, our kickoff specialist and our punter are, are both seniors. But Hall thinks that Lofton can compete right away, has an extremely strong leg, and will be here in January to compete with the, those two. So we will, Hey, all bets are off. It's competition. Let's see what happens. Who, uh, I actually watched a video with that kid where he was like, yeah, you know, wanted to come in. He's, he's only been seriously kicking for a couple of years. Um, I think he played wide receiver or something before then. Uh, so he's excited to get into a college strength and conditioning program and, and continue to, to hone his art. But, didn't we sign another football player from Pisca within the last few years? We did. Who was that? And I think he may have been like the first guy from Pisca to sign mm-hmm. a D1 scholarship right out of school, like high school. Yeah. Uh, man, you have I think put we me signed, on the spot. I think we've signed a call. So we signed Don Ragsdale, who's not here anymore. Was um, he Pisca? Yeah. Right. Okay. Um. T.J. McGinnis. Was the baseball the, player? No. I'm thinking of Todd no. McInnes. You're thinking of Todd Mc, McInnes. <laughs> this is T.J. McInnes <laughs> was an athlete. I don't think he stayed with the with the program. But, okay. I think that's who I was thinking about. Yeah, I think I think so too. I think so too. Uh, I, rag, I thought Ragsdale came out of junior college. I'm doing a lot of thinking. He, he did, wrong. but he was originally from. That's okay. where we went so high school. TJ was was the the first player to sign D1 correct. directly out of high school there. Okay, that's what I'm thinking of. Correct, correct. Up next, we got a, another defensive lineman from Jones, uh, Jordan McMahaffrey, Mahaffey, I'm sorry, 6'3", uh, 250-pound defensive lineman. Hall says, and I quote, tough guy, hardhead, lunch pail guy that loves to play the game of football. He's going to be a January enrollee. Hall thinks he could grow into becoming a 270, 275-pounder. He is the guy with the catfish hat on. Oh, my God. That's amazing. It's a giant D lineman that uh, has a catfish hat and a mustache and a gold <laughs> yes. chain. Yes. He's my new favorite player. Well, there now, you when go. you say catfish hat, like there's a oh, picture d- of a catfish on the hat. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's an advertisement for a, like a, a cat, a family catfish farm. Oh. Um, I think it's just like, a, like, like, like the like the whiskers. Are it branching looks off like of it that. came straight out of a 1987 truck stop. Uh, I mean, it's just a cheap trucker hat, black, white writing, catfish farm on it. He's got a mustache and a gold chain, it. and yeah, it's it. it's a thing of beauty, and he's. Mahaffey, that is that's his last name. Mahaffey. Yeah, he's my new favorite player. Well, I live in North Carolina. He's not coming up here to kick my ass. Yeah, well, catfish guys, you know, have have (laughs) played at West Marion too. Played at West Foxworth. West Marion. So I used to use. I use. I used to use. I used to work that Foxworth area back with uh, the great. And famous Jimmy Arthur from Cisco Foods back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> who who sent me a random Happy Thanksgiving text out of the blue. And uh, Jimmy Arthur texts me randomly all the time. If anybody that listens to the show knows Jimmy Arthur, drive by his house, go up, ring the doorbell, slap him in the face, and then say, that's from Shane Lott, and turn around and walk away. He won't know who did it. Yeah, yeah I, lo- I love this hat, by the way. Jimmy just sent me the text. Yeah, it's amazing. His hat's pretty baller. His whole look is fantastic. I love it. Um, but yeah, somebody go smack Jimmy for me. Rick Malone, go do it. <laughs> Up next, we have a Southern Miss bounce back. That's a that's a I've I've been wanting to say that for a while. Southern Miss bounce yeah. back. Markel McLaurin, 5'11", 195 pound defensive back out of Collins High School, the third signee from Jones Junior College. Um, Signed with Southern Miss out of high school. He played a few games here in his freshman year, then transferred to Jones. Uh, played for former Southern Miss running back slash kick returner Eric Booth in high school. Uh, Hall says he's tenacious, loves to play the game of football, and he's coming here in January. So Markel McLaurin, I remember he was a heck of an athlete. I I think mm-hmm. we were trying to figure out where to put him. Is it defensive back? Is it wide receiver? But he's he's clearly found a lane he can speed in at uh, cornerback at Jones. You know, and with these JUCO DBs that uh, that were signing, uh, Hall did mention uh, that these are guys that like to play press man coverage, uh, and th- that's a big part of uh, Austin's uh, defense is is being able to play press man coverage uh, and you know not get torched. So uh, we're we're bringing in guys that have. Really good skill sets, really good speed, good size, good ball skills that, that play the exact kind of defense that we like to play. You know, that kind of reminds you back of uh, back in the Bauer days a little bit. That, that, those John Thompson defenses, right? You could do yeah. a lot of stuff if you got people on the outside that could lock it down. Yeah. So and know, it I says mean, here that he is from this. Markell is from Friendship, Mississippi. Uh, friendship is uh, there's a friendship here. It's right outside of Apex. It's a little fr- Apex Friendship High School is one of the high schools around here. I feel like friendship. I first I feel like I first heard of friendship when like there was a on WDM when there was like a tornado coming through an area. <laughs> Probably right. Every time there's a tornado, you hear of these crazy names of of towns across the south. And then Patrick Bigby calls them out, and it's it's hilarious. Um. There's a climax, North Carolina, not far from here. That's got to be one of right my the, favorites. Catherine's never been there. <laughs> never. 
Uh, it is off the beaten path. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, we have an athlete, 5'9", 172-pound athlete, Dequaylen Mims from Baldwin County High School in Baymanette, Alabama. Hall says, and I quote, he is the definition of a super back. He plays everything. He played quarterback in high school. They're going to start him off in the slot and expect him to move into a super back role, especially, and they also expect him to be active in the return game. Will Hall says he reminds him of Tracy Lampley. So if that's the case, that's a, that's another mm. incredible impar- uh, comparison. Yeah. Uh, well, Tracy Lampley, uh, God bless you, Lamp. We love you. You're a Southern Miss legend. Uh, but this guy may have more top end speed than Lampley. Um, and Lampley was fast, but this guy runs, uh, I think like a legit four, three, nine, which is moving. Wow. Uh, really caught on recruiting wise towards the end of the year, uh, played quarterback for them. Basically, uh, was a thousand yard passer, thousand yard rusher, uh, this year is, is built for the super back position. Just a small guy. That's, that's probably why a lot of the big schools didn't go after him, but, uh, I think the comment was made also that a lot of people thought he was the best football player in Alabama this year. Uh, but he's he's not a big guy, but he's fast. He's shifty. Uh, he can sling it. He can run. Uh, this is the guy where Hall was was saying uh, the first person never tackles him. Right, Jamie? Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I do remember uh, that one. I saw that. Yeah. One. Hall was like, you can watch this film for eight minutes and you're not going to see this kid get tackled. And I'm not shitting you. I paid attention very closely after that. And I saw him get tackled once after he made like eight dudes miss. Um, so uh, this guy's going to be electric, uh, kind of in the, the Chandler Pittman mold uh, where Chandler Pittman started it at the slot position. Then they kind of moved him to running back. Then he played some super back. That's kind of the exact plan that they've got for this kid. So, uh, man, you you can't be too deep on those guys. If we can just roll set after set of really talented, versatile guys out in the slot and running back in wide receiver positions, uh, we're about to score a lot of points. Tell you what, if you're, if you can be just even just in the discussion for maybe you're the best player in high school in the state of Alabama, uh, you're pretty good. Yeah. Up next, we have another defensive lineman. Oh, and this one's a big boy. D'Amico Rowland, 6'3". Yes. 340 pounds. Hall says, and I quote, he's built like a refrigerator. Um, (laughs) From Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, played at Broken Arrow High School in Hutchinson Community College. He was committed to Texas Tech for the longest time until the coaching change. He's going to be here in January, going to play nose guard for the Golden Eagles, and yet just a wall of a man. Yeah, was committed to Texas Tech, had – like I want to say Arkansas offer, maybe, maybe a Tennessee offer. There were a couple of big schools that offered this guy. Um, And one of the things Hall talked about was how being from where he is, he wanted to go somewhere where people cared about football. And he came down and, uh, and, you know, just got to experience what uh, the facilities, the campus, you know, got to see what things were like even in a down year as far as support goes and, and just fell in love. And uh, I think this guy may turn into a fan favorite. He's he's big. He's physical. Uh, when you listen to him talk for such a giant guy, mm-hmm. he's, he's kind of soft spoken um, voice wise, not personality wise, but just not the voice you would think would come out of this giant human being. And uh, I'm I'm looking forward to to seeing what this dude is all about. 
Then we have a offensive lineman from Benton Academy in Benton, Mississippi, Will Saxton, 6'3", 322. If, you, if you're if you on Southern Miss Twitter, you've seen this guy. He loves Southern Miss. Uh, Will Hall said he played every snap in high school. Extremely physical. He's going to be here in January, and they expect him to get some work at center. And when Will Hall said he played every snap in high school, he was not kidding. He played offense line. He played defensive line, and he was the kicker. Right. The kid – the kid did not come off the field. Uh, he's, I mean, just give him the ball. He's going out there whenever. Um, but heavily recruited there, late, big kid. Uh, Will said he's coming in expecting to play, you know, right away. Uh, you know, he's, he's just got that mentality. So, uh, like Jamie said, if, if you've been on Twitter, you, you've come across this guy because he's been, uh, recruiting other players as hard as some of the coaches have been. Uh, and uh, excited to see this guy in the black and gold. Absolutely. Next up, Mario Wilburn, a six foot, 220 pound linebacker from Lafayette High School. The third, I guess the second player in this class, the third, I believe, overall in Oxford, Mississippi. Ext- uh, Hall says he's extremely physical, one of the hardest, hardest hitters in Mississippi, played in the Mississippi Alabama All Star game, and they're expecting him to come in uh, the mix at, at uh, linebacker. Yeah, it's uh, I'm excited about both of those guys up there from Lafayette. Um, it's just that's such a weird pronunciation to me, but that's how they do it. That's uh, completely <laughs> different worlds. But uh, both of these guys are physical players. Uh, really, really excited about getting them in. I mean, these are high school guys, uh, too. So uh, they've still got some growing to do and they've got some good size to them out the gate. Uh, so bright, bright future ahead. We know he says right here that he also enjoys fishing, cooking, playing the piano, producing music videos, and watching movies. Nickname is Bookie. 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 Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, watch out, Bet US. <laughs> <laughs> Up next, we have uh, you know, rounding out the signing day roster here, uh, the lone quarterback that we signed today. Zach Wilkie, 6'3", 185-pound quarterback from Hernando High School in Hernando, Mississippi. Hall says he comes from an athletic family. They had him as the number one quarterback in Mississippi. Great athleticism and tremendous upside passing the ball. He's going to be an early enrollee and will be here in January. Not only uh, can he throw the ball, but he's a scrambler, too. Kid's an athlete, uh, plays AAU basketball, um, just yeah, in the Memphis area, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is uh, a strong basketball area. So, uh, kid, kid's a baller. Um, don't sleep on him. That's so. Now that we've got him and, and we're rounding out the class, um, the the conversation is as far as Will Hall has con- been concerned is if we don't bring in a uh, older grad transfer that that that's good. No names being mentioned there, but, uh, you know, there's there's been the rumors of, of who we've been involved with. There you go. Um, but it's going to be a Wilkie Keys competition. Uh, it, it sounds like they're wanting Trey Lowe. Trey, yeah, Trey Lowe. I, for some reason, I thought I, I mixed up some letters there and said that backwards. Um, it's the whiskey talking. And, and Marge 
the the deeper I get into the whiskey, the smaller the good angel gets on on one shoulder, and <laughs> the the taller the whiskey angel gets on the other shoulder. So um, we got to be careful. But um, yeah, uh, you know, Trey may be being asked to to change positions. You know, Will stressed that uh, that he he wants Trey to remain in the program. That that they have a lot of respect for him and and think he's a really good athlete. But it sounds like that he's not going to be part of our quarterback conversation going forward. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens there, but uh, you know, could, could be another young yet uber talented year at quarterback next year. If, if we don't uh, land any former tigers. It says Wilkie threw for two, 2,498 yards and 14 touchdowns with only six interceptions on the ground rush for 800 yards and eight touchdowns was the region one uh, 6A offensive MVP and competed in the 2021 Mississippi-Alabama All-Star Game. So that rounds out the class that we signed today. Uh, according to Hall, we've got six spots left to fill. They're planning to add five or six more players in the next three to four weeks for January. They're going to try to fill out – it looks like they're going to try to fill out this class for the spring. And um, Hall says they're looking at more offensive linemen, defensive linemen, possibly a quarterback – and then two really good football players who want to come back to the area. And we get we get the, all these players signed. That should put us back to an 85 scholarship roster, which would be really outstanding, given kind of where we were at this 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 year. Um, let's let's talk about Miles Brennan really quickly. You know, there was a lot of chatter. He did come to Hattiesburg last Tuesday, or he was on campus. Uh, that is definitely confirmed. Um, apparently had a good visit. We're apparently in the mix, but. Uh, Apparently, no decision has been made. So I know that we're also recruiting some other quarterbacks. There are possibly some quarterbacks who haven't even entered the portal yet that we could be interested in that are expected to enter the portal. So that's kind of, I guess, some behind-the-scenes chatter that we aren't privy to. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, we're still planning on signing some more players. So it makes me think that there's there's some more players who are likely going to be becoming available over the next few weeks, and we're going to be adding them in, into the roster for the spring semester. Yeah, I don't, there's, the, I don't think the brand door is shut yet. It's just like, from, from what I was told, what, what his big holdup is is that somebody like Florida, especially with Napier heading that way, um, that you know they might come in late and use him as a bridge until they get their guy, right? And on some level, I understand that a little bit. Uh, and you know, obviously, we had our issues at offensive line. We all think that we've kind of corrected that, but. You know, I I don't I don't blame him for waiting. Uh, I wish he would have gone ahead and pulled the trigger, but he didn't. So, but I, I did hear that the the visit went great, uh, the walkthrough at campus went great. Just you know, um, he's not making a quick decision. That's probably smart on his part. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. You know, there was a lot of chatter, and I think people when when he didn't sign, they think, oh, well, he's not coming. But that's not necessarily the case. It it isn't necessarily the case that he's coming. I mean, this is one of those things you're just gonna have to wait and see and. We're apparent. We're either making some other moves or we're waiting. I don't know what. <laughs> I don't think they're going to tell us what they're doing until it's done. So worst we'll, comes to worst, we just go super back. Yeah, worst comes to worst, we'll just go super back. But an exciting class. I think we got some players that can definitely help. I think we got some players that can help right away. We got some players that we're going to need to help right away. So should be a a fun spring uh, season for the Golden Eagles. And let's give a shout out to our friends at BetUS. Bet with the three-decade leader, BetUS. 
Join now with a 125% bonus by using our promo code TTTT125. Or if you're going to use crypto, you get a 200% bonus by using our promo code TTTT200. Bet sports, casino, horses, pop culture, and more at BETUS.com. You bet you win, you get paid. Bet US. All right. Now we are getting to the picks of the week. We had one pick last week. Jason, the only one who got it right, picking Navy over Army. Um, and that was with the points. They ended up winning um, straight up as well. So that brings the season total. So I am in last place at 67 and 74. Shane, second to last at 70 and 71. <laughs> and then Jason has the leader at now 72 to 69. So Jason has about a two and a half game lead over Shane, and I'm not even gonna do the math on where I'm at. Looks like five maybe. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we got bowl season. We got, we got bowl, bowl season. season. I'm still coming for you, Bob. Yeah, you, you, yeah. You know, I thought I, I think I had a premature celebration. Uh, I did not realize we were gonna keep going with this thing, uh, but here we are. So, hopefully, I can keep the lead. I, I'm really trying to go wire to wire, but in in true Jason Bailey fashion. I'm, you know, I'm entirely going to choke at the at the end. So, I'm ready for it. That is what we're counting on. Hey, you know, I got to ask you something real quick, Jamie. Every time you do that read, and you mentioned betting on pop culture. Yeah. How do you do that? Go to BetUS and find out. <laughs> it's probably I don't know. It's probably something like you know. It's like you know, like the Super Bowl. They're like. Okay, the halftime show. Is she gonna wear pants or a skirt? Oh, okay. Like probably stuff like that. I've never done. You know, I bet. I've never. I don't think I've ever bet on pop culture. I think I've bet on everything else though. So generate. I know, right? I really don't bet that much, but I do know that I have bet. Excuse US. my noise. No. Um, getting so, into this tin of chocolate covered peanuts over here. So, hey, first game next year, Will Hall, does he wear a tie and a shirt, or does he wear a mm. vest? Probably not a vest. No no vest. Tie, without a doubt. What color tie? If he's not wearing a vest, <laughs> it'll be a tie and a shirt. Yeah, that's pretty much – that's Definitely a shirt. Definitely a shirt. Um, well, a blouse. Just a Maybe tie. a blouse. Maybe he's in – maybe it'll be a little hot out. Okay. Blouses win. Maybe blouses win. Maybe that's to throw off freeze. Who knows? Uh, I think I think Hall's a gamer, so we'll see. So we got the picks this week. So we're, we're getting into bowl season. Um, we're gonna do some some bowl picks. We're gonna pick the rest of bowl season, and then we're gonna crown our winner for college football season. Then who knows? We'll probably bet pop culture in the spring. We'll see what happens because I don't think they do lines on college baseball. So our first game this week, Middle Tennessee State taking on Toledo. Toledo is a ten point favorite. Jason, you are the leader. What say you? So I haven't thought much of Middle Tennessee all year. Uh, why start now? Um, Toledo <laughs> averages more points, more yards, and gives up less. So I got Toledo. You know, I kind of wanted to pick Toledo, but Middle Tennessee State has has kind of found their way in the second half of the season, much like North Texas did. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I'm, I, I don't know why, because I hate them. I hate the fact that they exist. But I'm going to go with the Raiders. You know, I would really like middle 10 kind of turned it up there, you know, halfway through the season. And I think they definitely have some potential. But uh, Toledo has two. I think Toledo's won four of their last five. 
And I think there's a reason why they're a 10-point favorite. I'm going to go with Toledo as well. Up next, we've got Northern Illinois and Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina is a 10-and-a-half-point favorite. Jason. So this has the um, – this, this is probably going to be a pretty entertaining game. Um, Northern Illinois runs the ball. Um, they run the ball uh, for around 230 yards a game, I think. <clears throat> Coastal has that high-powered offense, um, but they might not get the ball as much as I think that they uh, that they usually are used to. So I will take Northern Illinois. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm torn on this one because Coastal's quarterback is out for the year. And he's a really good player, a uh, really big part of their offense. Um, but they still have a strong squad. Uh, admittedly, I didn't watch a lot of Northern Illinois this year, so I don't have a firm grasp on where they are. Um, but They're in Illinois. Maybe... <laughs> Thank you. I, I didn't mean I don't know where they are geographically. Uh, I, meant, I, I don't know where they are as a program. Um, I was hoping uh, that you would do your normal amount of research and you would educate me before each pick. Um, and uh, you didn't do that tonight. No, that's uh, you're horrible, kind of, horrible explanation kind of on down. my part. Yeah. Um, but – uh, I'm I'm gonna have to lean towards our future Sunbelt Conference brethren over the Mac and go coastal beach chickens. Beach chickens, yeah. Um, you know, it seems like this is gonna be a bit of a battle, especially like you said with the quarterback situation with the Chanticleers. But uh, Northern Illinois giving up giving up a lot of uh, offense this year. So I I'm gonna and Coastal Carolina. Has never won a bowl game, so there's definitely some motivation there. I'm going to go with the Chanticleers, the Beach Chickens as well. Up next, we've got uh, <clears throat> Ghost of Southern Miss present versus Ghost of Southern Miss Conference Affiliation Future. Western Kentucky and App State. App State is a three-point favorite. So I've got two loves in this one. Um, App State. Just being a team that I just dig, like, their thing, you know, underdog, tough, like, kind of reminds me of Southern Miss in a lot of ways. Good defense, fan support. Um, Black and gold, play in the rock. They, yeah. They are, they're the mountain of Southern Miss. They and, really and, are. But then on the other side, you got Bailey freaking Zap. And uh, this guy, you know, he's, <laughs> I, I, I've been, I've been on board with this guy the entire year, this time next year. He'll probably be in the NFL carving up the Bengals on a Sunday or something. So uh, I, I would I would like for App to win, but I'm kind of pulling for Bailey Zapp to just go off and throw for like 600 yards. So um, I'm taking Western. Yeah, I think Western has a really good team. I, I think they've really come on again, uh, like uh, Mutsu and uh, North Texas. Uh, they're kind of in the second half of the season. Uh, but I think App State has the better team here. Um, so, man, this the bowl season is uh, – I don't know that we picked the same game or the same team for a game yet, Bump. This is – yeah. Uh, this first week is either going to sink me <laughs> or, or put me past you. We'll see. So you took App? I did. I did take App. Gotcha. So I'm gonna I'm going to take App as well. I think that uh, Western is is dangerous. 
but you know, they lost their top receiver to the portal. Um, I, I, I kind of feel an app here, so I'm going to go with the, go with the, uh, Appalachian state sipping, fighting sipping cream. <laughs> then we've got, uh, Conference USA brethren, uh, UTEP taking on Fresno state. Fresno state, 11 and a half point favorites. Brethren. That is literally a distant cousin. <laughs> that is um, a distant cousin. So UTEP had a really decent squad about two months ago. Um, and I just from the stats that I looked up on, on Fresno and the little bit of research I did before we started, Fresno might have a chance to just absolutely run away with this. One. I mean, UTEP got the six wins. Like, how long ago was that? It feels like 10 episodes ago. Yeah, they were six wins in uh, like fifth week and then didn't win again. Yeah, so I'm I'm taking Fresno just because I just I think that UTEP was I, I they peaked really early and and I don't know what they did the rest of the time. It's like, hey, you there? Oh man, good. I, I I'm glad you said something, Jamie, because I thought it was me. I was like, oh no, not again, <laughs> not again. All um, right. Well, I'll go ahead and. Bump will be back in a second, and he'll start talking, not knowing that he has been gone this whole time. Uh, but I'm this is the first time that I'm going to agree with him. I'm going to go with Fresno as well. It, it seems like uh, UTEP just kind of lost their early season magic. I, I agree with what he was saying, and, and that's the way I'm leaning too. There's some interesting uh, chatter about Fresno's quarterback i don't know if he's i'm not sure if he's going to play in the bowl game or not oh um so he entered the portal then he came back so there's 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 i don't think there's anything i think he's joining the team for bowl practice but not really sure about what his status is uh, i think utep although they've kind of you know faltered down the stretch i'm going to 11 and a half point favorites is a lot of points and i think that they can be a scrappy team so i'm going to go with utep yeah, especially with that quarterback news. I didn't know anything about that. You got me second guessing myself, but I'm going to stick with Fresno. now. And he might he may play. I don't think it's I don't think it's set in stone just yet. So, uh, is Jason back with us? I'm here. Did I leave? Nice. Yeah, you left for a bit. <laughs> you, did. you did. Well, well, you, you know, I heard I heard Shane start his pick, and I heard Shane end his pick, uh, and I just tried to stay silent. I figured it was going to come back around. Yeah, you were talking and it cut you off. So, oh, um, we know you went with Fresno. We know you and went I, with I did Fresno. Well. Yeah, I definitely so. did. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Jamie's ne- going with UTEP. I'm going with UTEP. All right. Next game, BYU is a seven point favorite over UAB. Yeah, it's definitely one of the games that I will be watching. I do not watch a ton of football or anything else athletic related uh, that's not Southern Miss. Um, but you know, I think I'll I think I'll tune this one in. For sure, um, BYU is averaging over 450 yards per game. They're a disciplined football team. Um, so get this: BYU penalty yards 529 on the year. UAB penalty yards 1100 on the year. Mm, wow! Um, so I mean, that's a lot. Uh, so I like Bill Clark, but at the same time, you're looking at a team that that averages over 450 yards per game, and they really don't do anything wrong to hurt themselves. Um, and UAB might do enough. To, to keep this thing close, and they might even win the damn game, but either way, I'm going to take BYU. Um, yeah, I mean, UAB, Bill Clark's built uh, a good program there at, at UAB, and he always has a respectable team. 
this was kind of a, a down year for him. Um, not conference championship competing team down year. So I, I hope that we're soon back to that level. Uh, but I think uh, the fighting soakers are, are going to take this uh, from UAB. So I'm, I'm going BYU. I'm going to go with BYU as well. And I hope it's the coldest independence bowl in independence. Bowl history. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's possible. Then we have Eastern Michigan taking on our next opponent in football, Liberty. Liberty is a nine and a half point favorite. So both teams are seven and five. Um, and I believe Coach Greg is going to coach this game, right? With Liberty? I'm not uh, sure. I'm not I, sure I about believe, that. you know, uh, now that you say that, again, this is the night of Shane just making stuff up and saying it as it's fact. <laughs> um, but I. I believe I heard that somewhere as well. Yeah, I think he's kind of like part-time right now. And, and that, yeah, that's cool, man. Like, stay with your guys, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, so so Eastern just got stomped by Central Michigan, 31-10. to 10, And they really struggle running the ball, looks like, stat-wise anyway. Um, Malik Willis is a stud. He's going to be another guy we're going to be watching on Sundays next year. Uh, Liberty wins. I got the Flames. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with the fighting. We'll sit in the corner and watch this as well. Um, <laughs> that's uh, obviously with my picks. I don't respect Mac football very much, but I'm going to keep that trend going. Yeah, I'm going to go with Liberty as well. I mean, it, it feels like it feels like the pick. So if, well, if you're it, counting, it probably tonight. isn't. If you're counting, <laughs> yeah, feels like the well, probably if you're isn't. counting tonight. Uh, I just went for the rare fourth thump. Oh, wow. I feel like we've been talking for a while tonight, which is we fine. Have been. I enjoy it, but uh, be a nice long episode because uh, we still got a lot to, to talk about. But uh, yeah, uh, four thumbs in, and we Jesus, we go to a fifth. I may just sleep upstairs. <laughs> you may have to. <laughs> yeah. um, up next, we've got Utah State and Oregon State. So you look at these stats across the board; it's really a wash all the way down the list. Um, the Aggies have 10 wins, and the Beavers have seven wins. So that's the big glaring statistic. I know they play different schedules. One's in a high-resource conference. The other one's not. Sounds like um, you're about to tell a dirty joke. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and Aggie and a Beaver walk into a bar. Um, I saw Utah State just absolutely manhandle San Diego State, and I really like San Diego State. Um I couldn't believe that. I thought that was one of like the, the most solid picks I've made the entire year. I believe and it's San Diego. <laughs> it could be Jimmy Buffett. But anyway, uh, so Oregon State, um, I don't know. I, 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 I haven't watched any of them, but I, I would imagine that they have good players and probably have more size. But, you know, um, again, they only have seven wins, and I like an underdog story. Uh, I'm an underdog guy, so I'm going to go with Utah State. Yeah, um, even though the Beavers may be bigger, um, I am not going to go against our boy Blake Anderson at Utah State. Um, he really got his mojo back working this year uh, after, you know, just kind of some some tough life experiences with his his wife passing away there while he was at Arkansas State. Looks like he just kind of needed a, a a fresh start because man, he he went into a a Utah State program that uh, probably shouldn't have been as good as they are this year, 
and really lit those guys on fire. So good for him. Good for Blake. Um, I'm, I'm going with Blake. I'm going to go as Blake as well, making this three picks in a row where we've had a consensus. Hmm. And I'm curious to see if that's going to change with this next pick. The New Orleans Bowl, which I always get jealous when I see other teams playing in the New Orleans Bowl. I'm, I'm ready to go back. That is my favorite. Louisiana is a five-point favorite against Marshall. So I love Lafayette's quarterback. Um, this game is obviously really close to home for them. Um, Marshall's going to take a pile of fans down there, but it's not going to compare to what Lafayette brings, I don't think. Uh, and and just from the from the times that I've watched uh, Lafayette, I, I I really like watching them play. I kind of hope that Marshall keeps it close, and they probably will, but I'm going to take the Cajuns. I imagine that Napier is in Florida since early signing day was today. He's not coaching this game. I, I would seriously doubt it, but I, I'm not positive. <clears throat> See, that, I mean, that kind of muddies the water. I, I don't know who coaching staff-wise is left with for the Raging Cajuns, um, but – that said, if, if the previous coaching staff, if Napier's coaching staff was in place, I know he did hire away some of the guys uh, from Louisiana. Uh, so, man, that, that really just that, that makes a big difference to me because it's not the same coaching staff and maybe the same players. But who knows how the new coaching staff is going to, to approach things? Oh, I want to go with the Cajuns, but I think I'm going to go with Marshall. I'm going to go with Marshall. So I've I'm, I'm doing the recording this podcast right now. The Pelicans are playing the Oklahoma City Thunder. The game's tied. Pelicans inbound the ball with 1.4 seconds left. Toss up a shot from the other three point line and bank it off the glass and win the game. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Devontae Way to go, Graham. Pelicans. Way to go. We'll t- need all the wins we can get at this point, so we'll take it. Um, so back to the New Orleans Bowl. Yeah, I know you've got the situation with the uh, coaching staff. That's a really it's a damn good question. Um, I feel like I feel like Louisiana is the better team, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the with the Cajuns as uh, Napier. Uh, I just googled it, and Napier, his last game, he confirmed was going to be the Sun Belt Championship game. Gotcha. So yeah, yeah that's, see- that makes it even more interesting. It does. Mm-hmm. I, I think it, I mean, I re, I don't know why I went with Marshall. I've, Louisiana is probably going to win this game. They are the better team, but I just think all the turmoil with coaching staff turnover is, is a uh, opportunity for Marshall to slip in there and, and win one. Uh, I'm messing up, but I'm sticking with it. Um, yeah. I, I mean, that's a fair, that's a really, really good point though. I mean, that's something to, to consider. Um, then we've got the, the final game of this week's slate as far as our picking goes. I think this is actually going to be next Monday, if I'm not mistaken. Old Dominion and Tulsa. Tulsa is a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. <clears throat> this is another very evenly matched stat line for both teams. Um, Old Dominion has proved that you know, they can be sneaky good at times. Um, uh, Tulsa throws the ball an awful lot, and I'm not sure uh, Old Dominion – We'll be ready for it, honestly. Um, so I'm going to take Tulsa. Uh, I'm going to go with the Monarchs on this one because uh, I, I feel like a broken record for picks tonight. But uh, they're 
half of Conference USA sucked the first half of the year and seemed to come on and make it to bowl eligibility in the second half. Uh, and Old Dominion was one of those. Um, so I, I think they've got some good momentum going. And I have no respect for Tulsa as a program. Um, it's, they've they just kind of coattailed their way into the AAC somehow, um, which good now. Uh, they they uh, ended up where they needed to be. The AAC is not what it was, uh, but off that tangent, um, Old Dominion is is riding a good wave of momentum, and, and I'm going to go with them. I, I agree as well. You got Steven Anderson on one side, uh, you know, former Golden Eagle, but uh, yeah, Old Dominion, you know, they've been kind of my Achilles heel this season, and they. They've been doing better, and you can kind of see the momentum going there. They didn't get to play football last year at all, so you know they're going to be excited to, to be back out there uh, playing in this bowl game. So I'm going to go with Old Dominion. All right, so that brings us to uh, basketball and women's basketball. Jason, do you want to bring us up to speed on men's basketball? Sure. Won't take long. Uh, so we lost to Jacksonville. Uh, we had a game versus Loyola New Orleans that was postponed. I think Thank it was God. postponed. Uh, yeah, they're number one NAIA team in the country. Ladner's son plays for them, and we were one of three games to get at the time. That one got canceled because of COVID uh, situation with Loyola, I believe. Um, but anyway, so then we played Jacksonville uh, yesterday at the greenhouse. Uh, I was there, and, you know, we lost 62-51. to 51. You know, it, it was it was a re- it was a really entertaining game, and and honestly, what's hurt us a lot this year and last year, it seems like for a few years, is that we start off horribly. We're down like twelve to two or something like that. You know, at the beginning beginning of the game. This game, ironically, uh, was not that way. We started off. We scored the first seven points of the game. Their coach had to take a timeout. Had to regroup. The people that were there, you know, we we had it going. And then at the five minute mark, we were losing. <laughs> So, um, you know, I, I, it, like I said, it's very entertaining. I'm glad that I went. Uh, we went absolutely ice cold at the end of the first half and trailed 29 to 19 at halftime. You heard that correctly. We only scored 19 points after having seven. Of the, we scored the first seven points of the game within the first minute or probably minute or half. And uh, played better in the second half offensively, but not good enough, losing the game by 11 points. Jacksonville goes to six and three. USM goes to four and six. And guys, I mean, the chemistry just looks off. Passing is horrible. Hustle is there, but but it just it's just not hasn't been there enough. Um, too many turnovers yet again. Had 19 turnovers in this game, and that number honestly feels a little low to me after being there and watching it. Too many easy busc- buckets allowed. You know, something's got to give. And uh, I believe in Ladner. He's done it. He's he's done well. Everywhere he's been, right? Um, one of the best coaches in Mississippi high school history. Won a natty in JUCO. Took Southeastern to the dance. Um, and uh, so, but, you know, it's got to get fixed. It's, it, it's some, Something's off, and, and it needs to get better. So I'm glad we have these coaches that we have because I think that they can uh, fix it. Some bright spots of the game. Uh, Pierre had 18 points. He had uh, six three-pointers. And um, that's pretty much it. I mean, you could say Stevenson. Stevenson had a had had some worthy blocks. Uh, uh, Isaiah Moore did not start the game. Came in and he looked okay at times too. But anyway, you know, 
it was fun. I went. I had some beers. A minute and a half left in the game. I had to get the hell out of there. Uh, can't wait for us to turn it around. A bump next, for me. Yeah, the, 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 the next chance that we have to do that is at uh, Louisiana Monroe, Saturday the 18th at 2 p.m. And I don't know, Jamie, if that game is televised or not. Uh, so it's on e- ESPN Plus. Okay, it's on ESPN Plus. So I'll be tuning into that on Saturday. And, um, you know, hopefully we can we, – we're not going to lose the rest of the games this year. So we lost four in a row. It's still before Christmas. Um, you know, <laughs> something's got to get worked out. But we know we have athleticism. We know we have some size finally. And the team looks better athletically, and somehow we're not playing better. So hopefully they figure it out because it's the most fun thing that I can do on campus is to watch a good uh, Southern Miss basketball team, you know, with with like four or five thousand of my closest friends in Reed Green. So I really hope that we can get back to that. All right, yeah, I, I hate it for Ladner, man. Uh, nobody cares more about Southern Miss basketball than that guy, and. Uh, we're going through yet another rough stretch. And, and like Bump said, I mean, he killed it at the high school level, killed it at the JUCO level, did a great job at Southeast Louisiana. I, his coaching abilities are, are not the problem. Um, he's, he's proven himself everywhere he's been. I just, I don't know why we can't get right. And, and, uh, hopefully we, we start to trend in that direction. And, and if not, you know, I don't necessarily think it's, it's time to, to cut and run there, but uh, man, we you, know, you got to see some improvement at some point. It's just sure. it's it's tough. All right, uh, Shane, what say you about the Lady Eagles? Yeah, uh, just like the men. Uh, well, not just like the men. Um, uh, in in one way, just like the men, and in, in that they played one game last week, and and then the similarities stop. Uh, because the Lady Eagles won 75 to 50 over Blue Mountain College, uh, Arkansas transfer Macy Weaver posted a career high for the second game in a row with 14 points. Uh, sophomore guard Emmy James uh, posted her career high with 10 points. Uh, really, the the story of the game for the Lady Eagles was uh, overwhelming defense. Uh, Allman had six steals and Macy Weaver. Had two blocks on the defensive end, um, so the, the again the Lady Eagles win the game 75-50. Uh, you know, lower competition playing Blue Mountain, but uh, you know they beat them by 25. They stepped up, did what they need to do, improved to seven and two on the young season, zero to zero on Conference USA play, and still three and zero in Sun Belt play. So uh, next up for the Lady Eagles, they travel down to beautiful Boca Raton, Florida to the FAU pre-Christmas tournament. Um, Sunday, December the 19th at 1.30, they play 1-7 Alabama A&M. And then Monday, 12.20 at 11 a.m., they play a 6-4 Richmond squad. So uh, good luck to the Lady Eagles as they take a little road trip down to sunny South Florida. Hope they come back 9-2. We'll talk about that uh, next Monday. All right, do you guys have any shout-outs? Yeah, I'll do my shout-outs real quick. Um, so I ran into Dr. John Wooten the other night at Kagan Barrel. Uh, he of the Southern Miss Percussion does all those uh, um, steel drum things. Mm. You, you guys you guys see that on, on Facebook? Anyway, he goes Facebook Live and uh, Samispo, right? 
That's what they call the drum line. Um, anyway, I ran into him and talked to him and for a little bit. And he's a really cool dude. Um, and I wanted to give a shout out to Dr. Royals. Uh, he took me out to play TPC Louisiana for my birthday. It was awesome. Uh, what a great dude. And um, and speaking of my birthday, just the Southern Miss community, man. Uh, just with the birthday wishes I got, I'm I'm blessed beyond measure uh, to be a part of it. And um, and friends, family, Southern Miss community, they, they just they just sent nice comments my way, uh, and I appreciate it uh, more than words can describe. So I appreciate that. Uh, Dr. Jim Cole. Uh, we knew that he got that he became Dr. J, um, but he updated his profile. So uh, I think that's you know official now. And um, he walked the stage, shook Bennett's hand, got the paper. Really cool. And what last a great not, picture that was. Yes. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Um, uh, and last but not least, uh, Eddie, uh, Coach Eddie Brescher, golf team, is his birthday is his birthday today on the 15th of December. So tell him happy birthday. Yeah, I'd also like to congratulate Jim Cole on becoming Dr. Jim Cole. Uh, excellent human being. Uh, glad to call him a friend, uh, but but really good guy. So uh, congratulations on that. That's awesome. I uh, want to throw out a shout out to our boy, Marshant Kenny, is now on Twitter. Uh, I'm going to take a little bit of credit for that. I did some prodding, uh, got Angela <laughs> involved, and, uh, and I think – that I may have pushed him over the edge, but if you want to follow Golden Eagle legend Marshant Kenny, it's at M underscore A underscore Kenny, and that's if if you don't know how to spell it, it's K E N N E Y. Uh, and uh, I, I've yet to meet Angela in person. I look forward to the day that I get to do that. She seems like a whole lot of fun. Uh, we interact on on Instagram occasionally as well. She's she's a Kentucky girl and into whiskey, so. Um, she, she follows my Instagram and, and we talk back and forth, uh, occasionally she seems like a lot of fun. If Marchant married her, I have no doubt that she's a lot of fun, but, uh, just, just wanted to give a shout out to our boy there and let everybody know where to find a golden Eagle legend on Twitter. Uh, recently it was posted, uh, where he made the playboy all American team back when he was a golden Eagle and, uh, the, the comment section was a lot of fun. So, uh, I <laughs> recommend following, our boy, Marshant. Marshant Angela Kinney. I didn't know that was his middle name, but uh, apparently <laughs> is. <laughs> Look, I mean, we, we love him. He's a good dude. He was a great Golden Eagle football player. She's a lot prettier than he is, so uh, I don't no, like she's him. a doll. All right, I'll let you guys take that up with Marshant. No, she is. She's a sweetheart. Um, I will also I will echo that, uh, the Dr. Jim Cole. Jim Cole, amazing. Amazing Golden Eagle. We're lucky to have him here. I also want to give a shout out to uh, my old acting coach, Gary Grubbs. Ran into Gary the other night at Crescent City Grill. So haven't seen Gary in quite a bit. He yeah. usually lay. He doesn't return my calls. He usually tries to lay low. So <laughs> good to good to, good to run into Gigi there really quickly. He was he was having a big old time. Um, so nice. Good to see good to see Gary. So we're gonna you know sometimes we'll take off, but because we are getting. Uh, Sponsorship dollars now. We're going to keep the party going. <laughs> We're going to, uh, we'll be both, back. Both of those dollars hinge on us coming to talk to you next week. <laughs> yes. So we'll be back next week. Um, but, you know, so Will Hall said that they are going to try to sign some more players. You know, they want to have, you know, five or six here for the for the spring. So I would expect some news to come out. I would expect us to be 
chasing some some portal quarterbacks or a portal quarterback or two to try to uh, to see who lands. So I would keep an eye on that situation. So there probably will be some news, but it's also the end of the year. We've also got all the basketball going on. We're we're getting ready to start 2022. We're getting ready to go into baseball and and all of the spring sports as well. So there's a lot to be looking forward to. Uh, really riding a high off today. I don't know about you guys. I'm sure you're you're riding on a high too. I mean, it was really a really a fun uh, signing day and just a great. I mean, just listening to Will Hall talk is thoroughly entertaining. So we'll definitely yeah, have the, some stuff to talk about. The crystal meth helps too. <laughs> no. uh and and I, I just wanted to uh jump in again uh i'd use crystal meth to do so i apologize maybe because of the crystal meth but um i'm i'm not on crystal meth just a lot of whiskey you are from uh, lincoln county I, I am not from lincoln county <laughs> let's let's not be spreading rumors uh i my name is not katie case uh oh, here you go. Oh, whoa. Shots fired. Um, uh, but uh, I, I separated my what did I film tonight from who I had shout outs for because ah. I actually had some shout outs. Um, so, yeah, you, Jamie, you ought to know by now I'm going to yell and interrupt you at some point just to get some whiskey plugs in. Go for uh, it. One day when, when this podcast is famous and we're getting our bet US dollars and our uh, manscaped 50 cents. And uh, and our whiskey uh, dollars from all the whiskey that we throw out and uh, Lincoln Road buys us all cars. Um, tonight was uh, I, I tried to do a, a trio of old foresters, but we talked for so long that I did a, uh, a quartet. <laughs> so uh, I started off with an old forester single barrel from Lincoln Road package shorts, Lincoln Road package number three. Uh, a second floor G warehouse old Forester single barrel coming in at 90%. Uh, so, or uh, 90 proof, 45%, not 90%. Jesus Christ, I'd be dead. <laughs> uh, second pour going up the line was a 2017 release of old Forester birthday bourbon. Uh, that's a, uh, it, it varies from year to year, but, but normally it's a, a 10 to 12 year special release that old Forester puts out. Uh, this one's really good. It, it was a 96 proofer. Uh, then followed that up with an old Forester single barrel at barrel strength from Lincoln road. It was their old Forester pick number four. So it followed up that, that pick earlier. It's a warehouse K floor three. This one's coming in at 127.8 proof. I'm going to blame it for most of the damage tonight. Uh, and then, I uh, didn't want to step too far down in proof, but keep it in the old Forrester family. So I reached one of my personal favorites that you can usually find on the shelf anywhere. Very solid drinking bourbon, really good flavor. Old Forrester 1920 Prohibition style. Clocks in at 115 proof. Uh, it, that bottle should be part of any whiskey drinker's collection. Really tasty stuff. All right. Well, I think we've done quite a bit of episode tonight, so we'll turn in and we'll see you guys next week. Hope you enjoyed it. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk. And I right. realized in my... I could play for Alabama, USC, or Notre Dame. You have lots things to offer but southern mississippi put you all shame 
Mississippi State. Ask Mississippi State. Call Katie Case Bailey with Dunbar Real Estate for all of your real estate needs. Katie Case Bailey, Realtor Extraordinaire. Something to show, something to list, something to sell. Call today at 601-408-9980. 